0: This, this, this is Straight Straight Straight
1: Out of Crumpton with your host Greg Crumpton. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. I am Tyler Kern. Joined as always by the man for whom this podcast is named. It's Mr. Greg Crumpton. Greg, how are you today, sir? Welcome.
0: Up of the morning to you, my friend. Good to talk to you. Um Kind of a cool day. We were just talking a little bit about the weather. You've got nasty fog, as I can see behind you. Yeah. And we here in the Carolinas have an absolutely gorgeous fall day. We're going to get out and vote here in just a little bit. So uh, I'm going to walk up to the old precinct and pull the handle.
1: Are you big on the uh, voting on voting day, Greg, or do you early vote? No,
0: I was actually going to early vote. And uh, I told you guys a while ago, my wife was out of town and she, she, sent me a text and said, Hey, I, I really want to go vote together. So that nixed my early vote because, uh, we're going to vote today. So All right. Here we go.
1: Yeah. All right. Waiting till voting day stresses me out. I just feel like I'd get a flat tire and then miss it or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I want to make sure <laughs> no. that I get, I get it in under the, <laughs> in under the, uh, the, the, deadline, you know, luckily as
0: I look out the, the, uh, window of the Southern command headquarters here, I can see the church. That's about a block away that I got to walk to. So, okay, it's all good.
1: Yeah. No flat tire is going to slow Greg down. Well, hey, let me introduce our guest today. Her name is Kim Reynolds. Uh, She's the VP of sales for carrier enterprises in the Southeast region. Kim, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, good morning, Greg and Travis or Tyler. Thank you for uh, having me.
1: Well, we're excited
0: to have you, Kim. you know, you and I are, are in the air conditioning world together and uh, I think have, have had some good conversations about air conditioning as well as other things over the last year or so and uh, wanted to, to get you to come and, and talk a little bit about relationships and, um, you know, so I always feel like I'm Dr. Phil when I say that because we do share <laughs> the same hairdresser, but um You know, it's so vital uh, of how we interact with people and and how we get to know people, uh, which I think strengthens our our work relationship and enhances uh, the overall deal. So welcome. Glad to have you.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, Coming to you from uh, from Asheville, North Carolina, this morning where the weather is, like you stated, I know you're not too far down the road. Beautiful here. Um, it's been unusually warm, but, um, I think we're going to start cooling off at the end of this week. And I too wanted to early vote that just didn't, uh, just didn't work out. So hopefully I'll walk outside. All the tires are full <laughs> and won't be any problems and I'll be able to well, get there, get it done. It's not
0: Uber vote. That's what I say. Take Uber.
2: Yes. It's happening. Look, it's happening.
0: Regardless. All right. So air conditioning, one of my favorite topics, um, Pretty much my only topic that I think about twenty four seven. I think about others some, but tell us a little bit about you and and how you wound up in the Wacky HVAC industry, and a uh, little bit about Kim.
2: Sure. So I I started my uh, my working career um, actually in the gas utility space, um, working for uh, an LDC. So a a natural gas provider, if you will, right, Um, in in Raleigh, where I'm from, many moons ago, back in the early 90s. But uh, so, yeah, I did that for a little over 20 years. Um, And so there's a lot of crossover, right, Uh, with utilities and the HVAC world. So I had an opportunity to uh, move to Asheville. Um, And so made some connections with some folks that you know are in the hvac world and uh there was an opportunity to join uh ce southeast uh, a couple years ago and so uh that that's why i'm here um but uh like i said there is a lot of crossover between utilities and and uh hvac whether you're a contractor or distributor manufacturing or whatever the case may be there's a lot of crossover and so did I have a lot to learn? Of course, you know, still learning right every day, but, um, but that's kind of how that came to be, Greg. Um, uh, as far as, you know, tell you a little bit about Kim, uh, I enjoy, uh, playing golf in my off time. Um, I am, as you and I have talked about, you know, super into dogs. Uh, we've got four, four dogs, all of them rescues. I, I have sucker like written right here on my my forehead. Uh, but, uh, I, I resemble that, that statement. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I own it. I own it, right? But, uh, I, I'm a sucker for, uh, for animals. Uh, but, uh, but you know what? I, I just like people in general. Uh, I, I enjoy getting to know, meeting new people and getting to know folks and, uh, you know, on a personal level as well as in the, in the business world. So I, I really I don't look at, uh, you know, meeting new people and developing developing relationships as as a chore. Like I I super enjoy it. But anyway, that's a little about me in a nutshell.
0: Well, that that's cool to learn. Um, I had forgotten about the dog relation because as I'm sitting here looking at Wendy Williams down here looking up at me. So, <laughs> um, but it, you know, I was thinking about you the other day because I was having a conversation. It was actually. Uh, I was in the corporate office last week and we're talking about nuclear energy and um, we're talking about Duke Energy's plants and how they get uh, their power and, or how they generate power. And I was remembering, you told me about the 30 inch natural gas main that feeds one of the plants. And I was just thinking about how much gas that was, and that's a lot of gas. You think about the average household operates on a half inch gas line. at at very, very minimal capacity, half inch. And then you think about a 30 inch at high pressure, you're like, holy smoke. That's a lot of energy.
2: No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Very night and day, to your point. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So in your job, and CE, just for everybody, is carrier enterprises that Kim mentioned. That's how they, that's their moniker. Um, You know, during the course of your day, you're out and about you're talking to to dealers you're talking to contractors what what are like what are the hot topics that you you know div- uh, talk about what are the things that make your relations with these contractors other than here's your purchase order and here's how much it is crap and what are the things that are germane to the relationship that people go to you for and that you feel bonded with your your you know and everybody has customers that you're you're at a deeper level with some than you are with others but you know the customers that you really connect with what are some of the things that bring y'all together you know you being uh new to the industry uh them being most of the time saturated in the industry what are kind of the bonding mechanisms that that would connect y'all
2: so this sounds cliche. We have all heard this and it is cliche, but I'm going to say it. People, I still believe this is true. People like to do business with people they like and can connect with. Right. So, so it's not, it's never been for me, no matter what industry I've been in. Hey, here's your, here's your product specs. Here's your price. Like, that's not how you start off. Right. You you start off by, you know, my name's Kim your name is Greg. You know what we you know we get a little bit of the business out of way out of the way but then you know I just naturally go to you know tell me about your family what are your hobbies and just really try to get to know someone on a on a personal level so that you can build upon that your relationship business wise is going to do nothing but grow as a result of those efforts and i i like for people to to know and understand something about me is that I'm, you know, very genuine. I, I care about you and your family. I, you know, I want to know, you know, are you, are you dealing with something right now? Right. We're all dealing with something. Uh, I don't care what anybody says, but just to, to develop that deep personal relationship uh, just really goes a a long, long way. You and I have stayed in contact well over a year, uh, you know, after meeting each other for the first time. But I, I think, once people get to know me to answer your question, Greg, is that I'm a very genuine person. Uh, I can, uh, people can look to me as, as someone that, uh, can be an ear, right? Uh, a trusted advisor. Uh, and, uh, I think all of those things, if I answered your question. I think you did because
0: I think that, you know, that's kind of the baseline that, you that these these consulted relationships evolve into you know rather than just transactional have you ever had that one that you really worked your butt off to try to make a good rapport with and you just never could crack through, oh yeah, the, the, man, those drive me nuts, and eventually, you know you gotta kind of say, well, I guess they just don't want to have a relationship other than a transaction. But that is so dang hard for me just to to swap paper, so to speak, and and not have that rapport. You know, I've, I've got I can count so many friends that started as customers or started as a provider of stuff I needed. Because mm-hmm. I hate the vendor word. I try not to use that. Right. Um, and it it really it's like weird for me to go buy something from somebody that I don't interact with. You know, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't know why because I'm not any different than, well, Tyler would probably tell you I'm a lot different than most people, but uh, in, in regard to that um, I think most people like that, you know, they feel like you're, you're, you're more than a transaction. You know, it's not a cash register. Here's your ticket. Thank you very much. Deal.
2: Right. Right. Well, I think, and I'm going to go back to what I said a few minutes ago, people like to interact and do business with people that, you know, they engage with well and, and kind of can feel that bond, but we're always going to have or work with folks, right, that don't, don't see things quite the same way. I think that... Uh,
0: That's where that quote came from.
2: Little Red, little red Book? Oh, Nice, if Jeffrey Gittimer, That's one of his sayings
0: that he's always had, uh, and he's he's a friend. He's been, I think, he's been on our podcast too. You about to remember, right? That that's what he says, Kim, all the time. That's his one of his go tos is remember after all this crap is said and done, people still want to work and and buy from people mm-hmm. they like. And that's
2: um, exactly right. You you know, I, I think a lot of folks. Let me answer the first thing. So, or go back to the first thing, but um, I see you showing off your signed copy there.
0: I'm going (laughs) to send you one. I got some.
2: (laughs) Uh, But we've all done business with folks like that. There, you know, there's a shell wall, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. But not everybody is into going that deep into, you know, with a partner, right? That they work kind of alongside with. That's fine. You know, not everyone is. As open as as we are about building re- relationships and wanting to get get to that deeper level, but uh, you know, just got to respect that. Move on. Everyone communicates and interacts in different ways, but I really think that that's more in the minority. I think that most folks that I have interacted with throughout my career really enjoy uh, that interaction and getting to know someone and and developing that bond or friendship. So. Yeah, it it is hard for me to deal with that as well, but you just gotta. I've just had to recognize it, you know, give them what they want, uh, cut and dry, and right, and kind of move on. Not everyone's gonna talk about personal stuff, and for some folks, it's just all business, but I I do think that that's more in the minority versus the other.
0: All right, so here's your quiz. We're a few minutes into this, there's always a quiz. Oh, good. The the quiz is, what do you feel like is the number one thing that must be established in order to have a deeper relationship?
2: I would say value and trust. I'm kind of putting those ding, ding, in- ding, 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 ding,
0: ding, ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It is amazing, Kim, how many times. I don't know why I'm amazed anymore. But. It's so wonderful that trust is at the core of these relationships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my wife and I reading over uh, last week, we were reading a piece together in the morning and it was talking, it was a a quote by Warren Buffett. And uh, the quote was, you know, you work your whole life to build your reputation and you could, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but you can totally sabotage that in five minutes you ruin your whole reputation Reputation is your trust. Your trust is your brand. And you can throw that out so easily if you don't work to protect it. But that trust is is so freaking important that if, you know, you and I were talking last week on the phone about some business stuff. And um, I took everything you told me as the gospel, everything that you told me on the record, brother, because, you know, I trust in you. You're going to tell me information that I need to make good business decisions. I don't have to go validate that. And when you can do that and make your life cleaner, you know, that that word cleaner comes to my mind because it's less clutter. Mm -hmm. You know, I can ask a question, I get an answer, I can act on it. I don't have to validate that information like I do with somebody that I haven't established that trust and rapport with. It's Mm -hmm. so freaking I would hate to be a 24 by seven skeptic because you you burn so much energy in this in this gray area of trying to figure out, is that good information? Is that poor information? Do I need to go ask somebody else? Do I need to dig deeper? But if you have that rapport, um, it's just so easy. It's like, okay, Kim, what are we looking like on X, Y, Z? And you say this is my best uh, prediction of where we're going to be on X, Y, and Z. I can go with that, mm-hmm. and it's very comforting. So you 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 do a good job, and I appreciate the fact you do a good job of building that report uh, because it's important, you know, business and personal.
2: Thank you. I, I I appreciate you saying that, Greg. I I believe specifically in business. We we all sell widgets. Right, so I've got you've got we we all have competition that sells similar widgets. you know what makes the difference is the people uh that are in that relationship, so uh one thing that has always helped me throughout my career is do what you say you are going to do it's super easy i I believe it's super easy, but not a lot of people, not enough people I should say, really do that right, so If you just do what you tell people you're going to do, if you show value, so, you know, I I don't want to go to, I don't want to get in front of a customer and just sell them something. I want to be able to share what value we provide to you. How can we help you grow your business? Not just, like I said, I don't want to just sell you something. I want to help you grow your business, learn what your goals are and bring you value. And with that brings that trust factor, I believe.
0: Well, that, that's well said. And for me, you know, I, I look up at this air vent. There's a billion people in the world that can make cold air come out of that hole. That's not special. But if I can tell you the how and the why and make you feel better and make you understand all that crap that goes with making cold air come out of that hole, that to me is where it is. And, you know, for you. I could care less what color your equipment is. You know, vapor compression is vapor compression. I, I got a compressor, a condenser. I'm I'm doing the thing, mm-hmm. but how are we doing it together is much more important. You know, for years I've studied a guy, Tom Peters. And and Tom Peters, uh I, I don't know how many of you listening have studied him, but in in the early eighties, he wrote a book that became worldwide phenomenon. So I've tried I've I've read this guy's stuff forever, but he's got a new book and it's called Extreme Humanism. And over the last, I don't know, probably ten or twelve years, Tom Peters has been just I mean, the guy is he, he's not shy, okay, I'll say that in his delivery. But he has been. On such a, a, a rampage, for lack of a better word, of talking to people about how important the humans are. It, it's, you know, we went through this thing in the 80s where Chrysler made the K car and Chevrolet had this citation. And we kind of went through that vanilla phase where it, everything was really autonomous, robotic. There was not much humanism into businesses. And Peter's, uh, he's just been standing up on on the stump for years talking about it. In this book, uh, check you can check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, it's just full of what he has been preaching to us. But it really comes down to you know your business and and Wyatt your boss and how y'all huddle up and y'all make these businesses decisions based on people and based on needs and based on relationships in concert with business dynamics and, and KPIs. I'm not minimizing how important metrics are in business. I get that. Um, yeah, I was on a conversation this morning about there's a great debate that we're having right now that is half financial and half human, uh, which way to go with our decision-making that we're, we're making a decision on. But, you know, it's the it's the three person attorney firm that's out there serving the public for the right reason. It's not General Motors. You know, they employ these big, huge companies. They employ a lot of people, but it's not the majority of us. The majority of us work for carrier enterprises, Mm -hmm. service Mm lodging, market scale. You know, these small, medium enterprises that employ 90 percent of the workers in America and that's where the cool stuff happens. And, you know, that's where that trust is established and conveyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Peters is trying to talk about in this book is is capturing, you know, essentially what he's been doing forever is preaching this message. But it really hits for small and medium-sized companies because we are human-centric, you know? Um, You know, I'm going to uh, Texas next week. I've been working with Tyler and his crew for years and I've never met the Joker, you know, um, in person. I'm excited to go do that because we build a rapport. I trust this cat with with about anything in my life. And and I think the feeling is mutual. And we've never even seen each other in person. You know, we see each other a lot, but that's how, that's how much it means, I think, for us as humans is to build that rapport and the small and medium companies take care of each other.
2: Absolutely. I
0: just, I just can't get enough yeah. of that.
2: Absolutely. And you know, just a couple or piggyback on your opportunity to go and meet with Tyler in person or face to face. That's huge. You know, we've been knocked out of that for the last almost three years. We had a we had a large meeting with our Our dealers, as I shared with you, Greg, in in Vegas last month, and to spend good quality time with your customers like that is absolutely priceless. You're talking a little business, of course, but it's your guard is down, right? Everyone's guard is down and you're getting to know people on a little deeper level. It's it's huge, that face-to-face interaction and contact.
0: We talk about it a lot on here. And, you know, I do these events with our company and what happens during the day is cool. You learn about this and you learn about that. And, you you know, for you, you're talking about SEER 2 ratings and all that cool stuff that we have to do because it's part of the game. But when you can sit there and have a cup of coffee or a cocktail with somebody and talk about real stuff, that other stuff that's like a, the price of admission. You have to talk about SEER ratings if you're yep. in the air conditioning business. But how does that impact, you know, Sarah, your number one sales lady? How does how does that impact her being able to get out and deliver product to the customer and making those one on one connections, let alone all that crap that has to happen anyway? It's that needs to happen, wants to happen, and naturally occurring stuff. Uh, I sound like I'm, I'm all of a sudden getting real oatmealish and granola, but you know, it's an organic deal. Like right. how does how does that one-on-one deal work? And that that to me is what uh you know, like I feel like we're in business like 17.0, whatever revolution we're in, that's coming after COVID. I think we picked up so many good um ideas and we've refined our ideas over COVID because we've all been holed up. And, you know, I never appreciated traveling like I do now, like Mm -hmm. I get to go places. I don't have to go places. And I think that the new business mindset and the new human mindset is being able to go travel and share these ideas and meet with people and break bread with Tyler and his crew. Um, I just think that we kind of hit a reset. And this is, you know, everybody talks about the new normal or whatever. I don't, I don't want to name it because I don't know what the hell it is any better than anybody else. But it's definitely a different deal than we had 30 months ago. And mm-hmm. I like it personally.
2: Absolutely. I do, too. I, I feel like we've all been zoomed to death. And here we are. Well, you know what I'm saying, but uh it's it's just so much more impactful and meaningful when you can get just right directly in front of somebody, go to lunch, have an actual conversation. Uh Zoom and, and Teams and alike, obviously they're they're fantastic tools, right, especially if you're wanting to, you know, interact with folks that are not within your immediate reach and that's definitely been helpful throughout COVID, but nothing beats that face-to-face one-on-one interaction. And that's where the rubber meets the road, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, I I think I've said this before, but I enjoy this story, as I'm going to say it again, but it's the United Airlines commercial where the boss is walking around handing out tickets to his salespeople. And, you know, it's like the the boss got a call from one of their old customers, basically said, where the hell are you? I hadn't seen you in a while. Mm -hmm. We're thinking about moving our business. And the boss is like, holy crap, so he's handing out tickets to his sales folks saying, go see your people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't need that prompting this time. You know, no. we we were self-motivated to get the hell wow. out of the house or the office or the insane, what do you call it? The insane asylum, yep. <laughs> wherever you've been held up yeah and wherever you were held captive, we wanted to get out and go. And, and you know, I just had an event in Houston that was so cool uh, to get everybody back in person, and we had I don't know fifty or so people, and just to make those connections again, other than looking at this seventeen-inch monitor on my laptop, yep, was so rewarding. So it rewarding. is.
2: It's it's just a lot more personable, and uh, it's just everything is more meaningful. I believe when you're when you're one-on-one with somebody uh, versus versus a, a virtual setting, but. To your point, because of everything that we've gone through over the last almost three years with COVID, even folks that I believe, even folks that weren't super jazzed about getting out and being so customer facing are very different now because of the restrictions that we've had in place for so long. So it's good to see everyone out and about and uh, not so not so hemmed up anymore. It's very refreshing. No doubt.
0: So, Tyler, I'm curious of your take on this. Um, mm-hmm. him, he's my he's my go to for the younger, younger impression of, of my thought processes. Um, And and do, do you agree with what my thinking is? And I hope you kind of do. I hope you kind of don't because I love your opinion uh, of this new business model. Do you do you feel it like I do or is it? Is it just my old age creeping in on me?
1: What specifically about your new business model? Like
0: our new business model, like the humans, meaning yeah. we're 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 like reset and we're out again. And things are like, when I look out the window, you bright and sunny. I mean, I just have this huge amount of optimism of in spite of the world going to hell in a handbasket around <laughs> us. I still feel great about everything. And I'm not sure whether that's, you know, because we're kind of getting back in our groove, it's a new groove that we're finding. I, I don't know. I'm just curious what your thoughts
1: are. I think we're in an interesting spot where you can start to see some of the innovations of the last, you know, the the innovations that were necessary to make sure business still got done. You know, so the virtual aspects of things, you know, the fact that we're even doing this, you know, the way that we are and, and that sort of thing. I, I think we've seen so many innovations come around to, to just make sure that work could still happen but now we're kind of free to go back to doing things the old way but i think the good things will stick around and the things that we that aren't useful will kind of go away so i think there's kind of a sweet spot that we're entering yeah. right where it, you can take the good from you know from how we innovated and how we evolved and how we you know, still still made work happen, you know, uh, survival skills almost from the pandemic. You could take the good from that and then pair it from the good from pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, you know, and that sort of thing and kind of create this new paradigm of taking the best and leaving the rest. And and, and so that to me is is particularly exciting. You know, you've seen people innovate in terms of the media they're creating and and that's the world that I live in, right? And so it's been really exciting to watch people Evolve throughout that time and and uh, and learn new ways of communicating with people. But then we also still have the freedom now to to go back and to to visit people and to shake hands and to go to trade shows and, and do all those in person things that we we used to do back in 2019 uh, before we'd ever heard of COVID. And so I think it's a great blending of uh, of things, and I think that we really are in that in that sweet spot. So I think optimism is is warranted. It's it's an exciting time, you know, when you kind of come out on the other side of of what felt like a very long tunnel. Um and now we get to to play around with the the um the toys that we discovered during the pandemic while still kind of revisiting some of those those old school business practices that that still hold a lot of water like visiting people, like going to trade shows, like being in person with people and just getting to be face to face. I think there's a lot of value in that. It's like the best of both worlds.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The best of both worlds is, is a great way to put it. So we now have uh, a super efficient way of meeting folks that are not within our, you know, immediate reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can get back to the, as Tyler said, the old school way of uh, of interacting with customers. So it's good to have options. What's wrong with that? We have more options now.
0: You know that, so I, I've been working on this other book. Uh, it's called The Gap in the Game. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but... Um, So the gap basically is when you think about where you are versus where your goals will let you think you should be. It's like comparing yourself against your goal. Mm -hmm. And then the game mindset is pretty cool because you measure what you've accomplished, not where you're trying to get to. And I kind of look at I was reading a little bit this morning. um, I do actually work. I don't just sit around looking books all day, but um, I was thinking about how cool it is to think about uh, the the COVID world of where we were and to where we are versus what utopia looks like. And to me, that's the game is what we've been through and what we've overcome as opposed Mm -hmm. to only what is yet to come that we don't even know about. So, you know, why stress about it and why worry about it of something it may or may not come to fruition, but be proud of where we are, you know, what we've been through the innovations that have been made, the new relationships that have been made over COVID uh, over, over video, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, we, we bought a company. This is crazy during COVID service Logic bought a company in Texas. We didn't even get to meet the people that we were buying Mm-hmm. Until eighteen months, I mean, it was the craziest thing. We we had this entity, super people. Everybody loved them on right. camera. But you know, until uh, last month, I, I couldn't even go meet the guy. Uh,
2: and and think about that. Prior to COVID, that would have been a wackadoodle.
0: Absolutely, right? absolutely. Is wackadoodle a new breed?
2: It's it's in the dictionary. I looked it up last night. It's there? There, there
0: seems to be a doodle everything now about the dog. So, mm-hmm.
2: um, But to your point, I, I don't really care what industry you've been in over the last three years. Matters not. We should all be super proud of ourselves of how we have handled uh, the new way of doing business or the pivot that we had to make. Right. Shift, whatever you want to call it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, to keeping commerce still moving in, in the right direction. Everyone should be commended because it's not been an easy thing for any industry. I don't care what you do. Uh, Medical, uh, HVAC, energy, it it really doesn't matter. We've all had to deal with a lot of constraints and still we've kept, we've kept moving forward. Right. So it's just kind of the American way.
0: Well, I think it really comes to, to the point, you know, you you hear people talk about we're not in the HVAC business. We're in the people business. We're Mm -hmm. not in the, medical uh instrument business we're in the people business by god the last 30 months have proven we are in the people business Mm -hmm. and we just happen to have a box of goodies that go with us whether it be air conditioning or medical supplies because if you didn't have rapport during this time with people Mm -hmm. it had to be a difficult road to hoe to try to to keep uh, to your point kim to keep the wheels of commerce turning it relied on some serious, um, leaning into those relationships that we had and trusting in those relationships, like, you know, that, that we had built beforehand. And then all of a sudden, like, okay, we're all virtual and all digital and all phone calls and all that. Now Mm -hmm. that will really test the metal of a relationship, I think. And, um, and spawned new ones, which was the really cool part of how how we yeah. adapt, you know, and and you know, you said it well, it's the American way. Um I love that because you know our history is just wrought full of people who did some insane, crazy stuff. If you think about you know Washington crossing the river in the middle of the winter in the clothing and the protection that they had back then. And, you know, your moccasins were not Gore-Tex and leak-proof and all the cool stuff that we have today. Those folks made it uh, so that we have it like we have today. But they, by God, they had relationships that were built on trust. So yeah. When you say, come on, boys, we're crossing this river and we're going to chip through the snow to do it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the personal relationship I want to have right
2: there. Absolutely. You just what well, there's nothing left to do but figure it out. You just figure it out, right? You figure it out. You figure out how to get it done, and you do it. What else yeah. is left to do?
0: I learned a new phrase, too, uh over it. It's probably an old phrase that I just had never heard, but it's figuring figuring it out while you're flying the plane.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: we don't know how we're going to land it yet, but we're flying. And uh so we've got this much fuel and we got to land so we need to figure out how to land <laughs> before we run out of fuel y'all hear wendy williams oh well, yeah <laughs> look, sorry about that
2: mine are, mine are liable to chime in at any given moment so
0: that is one cool thing about the covid deal everybody got used to having uh domestication involved in their uh video
2: yep not a big deal when a dog barks or shows himself on screen anymore all right <laughs> so
0: Kim, what? This has been this has been a great conversation. I know we could ramble on forever, and I don't know how the hell we wound up on Washington crossing the Potomac <laughs> uh, or Delaware. But uh, what uh, what's your horizon looking like? What do you got coming up? What's what's Carrier Enterprises doing? What what do y'all got cooking? I know you got a lot of changes coming in twenty three. So what's going on in the in the business world?
2: We've got a lot of stuff going on, Greg, as you and I talked about a little bit last week. Obviously, uh, the 2023 DOE changes, right? We are sharing, uh, have been sharing that information with our customers for well over a year now. So ensuring that everyone is up to speed and knows what's coming and how to handle things going forward, uh, working with our manufacturing partner, uh, Carrier, to ensure that uh, you know, product delivery next year and availability and so forth. Everyone is still dealing with uh, the raw materials and uh, you know shortages and and all of that alike. That's it's getting better, but we still have to deal with that again, no matter what industry you're in. That's that's still kind of out there.
0: Make make a public service announcement and tell us briefly what these uh, Department of Energy regulations are all about. What does that mean to What does that mean to Tyler?
2: So to to Joe Consumer, right at the end of the day, uh, there's improved, basically it's improved efficiencies kind of all the way around with regard to your HVAC equipment. So the the bare minimum prior was a 14 SEER, right? So it's now increasing to 15 SEER, but it's going to touch all lines of equipment, most lines of equipment, I I guess I would say with the exception of the, the higher tier stuff, Greg. Uh, there's gonna be some increased efficiencies. So you know better better operating costs uh, for homeowners, I guess is it kind of in a nutshell as, as to how I put it to a homeowner or business owner. So increased efficiency uh, kind of across the board. you know we will have some refrigerant changes that are going to be coming down the line. They're not until 2025. Initially all that was going to happen in 2023. so I'm really glad the decision was made to kind of push that back. So we weren't dealing with too too much at one time, but uh, increased efficiency and you know from from our standpoint, uh, pairing down of of some product, but increasing the breadth of of the product that we do have. So, you know, an example of that you you're you're able to do more with uh, a condenser than than you were able to do in the past. Uh, if that so easier
0: of- <laughs> easier to cross pollinate equipment. Correct, basically. So the the just for the humans out there, uh, SEER is seasonal energy efficiency rating, mm-hmm. and that's established by the government to tell you how efficient a component of your HVAC system is, but it has to be part of a complete system. So you can't take a real high quality piece of outdoor equipment and match it to a piece of crap indoor equipment and get the rating. It has to be a systemic look at the, both and all of the components together. Um, and then the the other thing I follow this, uh, you know, a lot is the refrigerant because we're we're dealing with uh, refrigerants that are uh, harmful to the environment due to ozone depletion, uh, greenhouse gas concerns, all the stuff that the EPA is mandating or, or the EPA is responsible for uh, regulating. So, what refrigerant does it look like that carrier is going to be? going to on the residential or light commercial product is that 454 uh is that your is that your blend of choice
2: yes sir that is correct Right,
0: and so these refrigerants and this is just kind of again a little bit on the PSA side but there's some refrigerants that are coming out that are slightly flammable they're called Mm -hmm. A2L refrigerants Mm -hmm. and that's the classification they're not highly explosive gases so when y'all hear somebody talking about flammable refrigerants this is not gasoline folks so don't panic if you hear that right um, it it will sustain a flame if you hold a flame on it but it is very very it, it's a very benign gas there is a flammability component to it but it's super small so if you're Extremely getting your yeah 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 if you're getting your home system replaced and and the sales person is talking about these gases don't freak out they're not it's, it's you're not running gasoline through your house. It's it's very minor. Uh, I don't want to minimize it too much because it is classified as an A2L. But I don't want y'all to all think, "Holy crap, what's going on behind the walls of the unit?" So, or right. And, and, unit, you know,
2: so. and keep in mind, you know, this is all regulated, right? So there's nothing that's going to be put in the industry kind of as a standard that is going to be uh, of great concern with regard to safety. So all all the safety uh, protocols and so forth are followed and, and have been a big, obviously a big part of this decision-making process. So not going to be anything widely spread throughout the market that's going to have that risk factor to that point.
0: Yeah. And there's, there's basically two two blends of gases that are going to be on the market uh, and the OEMs are kind of deciding which one works better for their equipment and you're going to have either one of the two in it. So, uh, but Anyway, I just wanted to make sure people weren't freaking out when they heard that word flammable gases, because that's what uh, scares people. You, you know, you got these signs at the filling station about flammable gases, but this is a completely different deal. So.
2: Right. And I think it's it's going to come down to, Greg, a, a consumer and dealer education. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I.
0: And I've talked about for years, I feel like I sell really well when I'm educating, because i I'm not just selling you a piece of equipment. I, i'm I'm trying to educate you on making a purchase. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to buy Kim's piece of equipment, whether Greg sells it or whether Joe sells it. It's going to get sold. My deal is making sure that people are educated and understand all these parameters because our industry, it's chock full of freaking acronyms. You know, we can acronym people to death, and they're like, "I don't even know what the hell that means." I don't, so I don't right. know. So, so right. I think it, it's it's apparent, uh, or, or incumbent upon us to help people understand in real terms what does that mean. Tell me, tell me what that means, and that means that your energy cost is going to be less to operate this unit versus this unit on paper. Mm-hmm. And they get to make a choice of how where they want to go, at a minimum of fifteen point oh uh, rating, but it can go up. You can save a whole lot more money if you want to put more money on the front end. So anyway, I'm not a I'm not an energy salesperson, but um, I think education wins every day in town.
2: Oh, you're exactly right with with our customer base as well as with the with the end user, and I don't want to say dumbed down. That's not at all what I mean by this, but you've got to put things in terms to where people can understand it. Because to your point, our industry is so full of acronyms. Energy industry is as well. Not everyone is in these lanes, right? So we have to be able to explain this so that everyone, in, in layman's terms, so that everyone understands high level what it is that's going on and have a comfort level with it.
0: Well, think about going to a doctor. You know, if you go to a doctor and their bedside manner is so poor that you have no idea why they're cutting you open, that's not a good thing. <laughs> you want to go to a doctor where she explains to you the fact that I'm doing this because of this. And here's the outcome we can you know, we hope for. And here's what could happen. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear real-life scenario in terms, to your point, that I understand. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I walk around with this dang phone. I could, I could use this as nothing more than a dictionary, and I would wear the battery down every day. Because there's so much crap I have to look up, even in our industry, that I'm either verifying or uh, somebody's using in a way that I don't understand. That's not helpful to a consumer you know, we need to be able to tell them what's happening. And and it really comes down to, you know, just clear, precise communication. And I I don't remember who said this, but basically they said, if you can't explain this to where a five-year-old can understand it, you don't know it well enough. And, you know, I always try to look at that. Like what, if I'm explaining this to uh, you know my deceased grandmother before she was deceased. What what would I tell Grandma that would put her at ease about making this decision? And I really think you have to, you know, that's an extreme case, but you really have to get it down to, to normal terms. So.
1: Well, Tyler, there we are, buddy. These things fly by, man. They just, I just absolutely fly it. by. I thought it said thirty
0: six, but it says fifty six. So uh, I guess I should. Uh, start to get off the the freaking crazy rant I've been on today. And I love this stuff because, you know, it's so real. We get to have conversations about real life on here and air conditioning and crossing the dang Potomac River, and everything in between. But, uh, Kim, you've been – such a, an inspiration of thought, we should have you on here like every other week where we could have these stimulating thought processes.
2: You are, <laughs> you are too kind. Uh, I, I can't tell you uh, how much I appreciate you asking me to be a part of this. Very, very humbled by your invitation. I uh, will I'll tell you that, Greg.
0: Well, I appreciate hearing that. It, it's um, Some people look at it as a curse. Some people are kind like you and say, thank you. So. <laughs> no, I...
2: <I'm- laughs> I appreciate it very much. I've enjoyed it very, very much.
0: Well, it's always fun to get to talk real life with people who are out there dealing with real life and real situations, which you are because you deal with contractors and we contractors are, you know, nut jobs half the time anyway. So if you can, if you can manage this barrel of monkeys, you are good to go, my friend.
2: Well, I appreciate you saying that it's, uh, not to not to belabor the point, but it's all about relationships and getting to know folks. Uh, we we've all got a job to do at the end of the day, right? And it's it's better to be more of a partner and shoulder to shoulder with somebody, in my opinion. Like I said at the beginning, I think I've said it a couple of times, I don't wanna I don't wanna sell anybody anything. I, I want a long term relationship. That's just what it's all about for me.
0: Well said, well
1: said. Well, Tyler. You want to take us to the barn? I will do that. I will do that. Well, uh, Kim, thank you again for for joining us here today. And everyone out there in the audience, thank you for joining us for another episode of Straight of Crumpton. You know we love having you. You can always find more at gregcrumpton.com to go back to listen to previous episodes of the show uh, to stay up to date with uh, everything Greg has going on because it's a lot you can go to gregcrumpton.com and stay tuned uh, to to everything we're doing here. And uh, everyone out there, we will talk to you again very, very soon on an upcoming episode of Straight Outta Crumpton. But until then, for Greg and Kim, I'm Tyler. We'll talk to you next time.